you have the best seat in the house. Welcome into the front row with the Utah Jazz. I'm your host, Holly Rowe. We are excited to welcome Quincy Lewis, and you are the Director of Alumni Relations. How, how did this job become, and how did you get to be in that job? Well, that's actually, that's, uh, that's a pretty good that's a, that's, that's a great question because uh, pre-pandemic, Derek uh, gave me a call. I was up in Park City. Uh, my parents came up. My daughter lives here, so she had a soccer game. So my parents were coming up. We were having like a little mini vacation. Um, and then Derek called me, and I think I talked um, to a couple people that worked in organizations pre-Ryan about, about this. Uh, because I had been doing the job in, in Minnesota. So we sat down and they were asking me all types of like questions of like, how would you do it? What's your thoughts? Um, you know, could we be successful? And I was super excited. And then the pandemic hit and afterwards, it was like a couple of years later, um, I am literally in the emergency room. I had like got a, like a, skin infection from this medication that I was taking that I was supposed to, to take a like a shot and you're supposed to give yourself like this and knowing me I probably didn't do something right because you know you, it's like so many things that you have to do so I'm literally in the emergency room and I get a call from Derek and Derek is like hey you got this job I'm like what job and he's like the alumni job and I just kind of went back it's like the one we talked about like three years ago he's like yeah would you be interested I'm like yeah 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 send it to me how was your day? I said, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in the, so, I'm in the ER. Yeah, so, Things are going great, but so, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, so it was cool. So they went back. I, I got like an IV and that came back. And then um, it became this, this like this secret deal because, you know, I was working, um, super excited. Uh, the old basketball player in me came out, didn't want to do anything, didn't want to say anything, didn't want to jinx anything. So I'm just kind of putting together my resume, doing this, doing some research. And... Um, just went through the process and, you know, Halloween, I, I showed up. So, um, it was, it was funny because actually I had saw you in Minneapolis at a, uh, at, the, at the Dunkers event, like a couple of weeks before. Uh, and ironically, I remember I told Lindsay, I said, I wonder if Holly, yeah, she gave me that crazy look. Like I just saw you in Minneapolis. And what are you, you are. here you are. Yes. Yeah. So it was kind yes. of funny. So, uh, that whole process uh it started like five years ago so it's, it's just kind of it's kind of crazy it's amazing you know, so so the reason they reach out to you when you played here you were the 19th pick back in 1999 you had time spent in utah but why else do you think when this job became something they wanted to create why you yeah that's uh, you know i i think you know I think sometimes we, we get too wrapped up on our journey of like where we're going. Um, but when I accepted a job and I called my daughter and she didn't answer, uh, like I say, she didn't like, cause I told her I was gonna call her when if I got it and, I, and she took her like six, seven hours to call me back. But I just say that because that's a dig at her. I, it is a dig. No, and she was here playing soccer in Utah, she, right? She at Westminster. Born and raised. So, yes. um, and that's, and that was kind of the unique part for me because I never really left Salt Lake. Like, my door, my story is very similar to Darren's of like, you know, like always having a presence here. So I was always kind of coming back into town. Um, and the way that her season fell, the, the, the Jazz were never in season. 
So, and then once I started working at the university, there's always this conflict, right? Because football and basketball, and for college is the most important time. That's right. kind of what I'm Minnesota. Exactly. And they were building their football program yeah, with PJ exactly. Fleck and all so, of that. Yeah. So, um, in that, so uh, I remember on my interview, like all the things that I had done in my career from playing, then going to Europe, coming back, um, being in Minnesota, doing some fundraising, doing some community service, then doing alumni relations having a daughter that lived in Salt Lake, uh, being a part of the organization, you know, and then also bringing a perspective of, you know, I was a draft pick that, you know, didn't really, didn't really work out, had three productive years, but not, you know, the 10 great years in that situation. Went to Europe afterwards. So um, when this job came, I, I, I am just about every alumni that has, play for our organization in some some way, being drafted, not having the success you want, maybe going over to Europe, coming back, having that second career, and then really knowing what it feels like to be re-energized and come back to the organization. So, um, you know, I've always felt lucky because the city's great and, and it as much as it's changed, it's, it's still Salt Lake. Uh, and, um, these two arenas are like two of my favorite, that and Williams Arena, right? Like I really just get excited. The barn in the Minnesota, barn. I love the barn yes, too. Yes, yes, and you know, um, and, and the Delta Center was always a fun place for me. I, I enjoyed it, right? Um, and so for me, it was, it was a no brainer. I mean, when do you get a chance to get in the profession that you wanted? So I've, I've been talking to a lot of people about getting back into the NBA come back to the team that drafted you, come back and be, be a part of family because this is the first time me and my daughter really lived in the same uh, state. And then, you know, get a race. Well, I was like, you know, hey. That's a win-win-win across you know, the board. It, it, was hard to, it was hard to say no. So the other piece I find very interesting is Utah always back in the day, you know, like when we were kind of coming up and, and back in the day, and, and maybe still to some extent, wasn't always known as the free agent destination. Okay. You know, I've, I've heard Ryan say that and Danny say that, like we need to build this team through the draft because free agents aren't knocking down the door to get here. But I do think almost everybody I talked to that played here, there is love in their heart and they have appreciated Utah. How are you kind of weaving this alumni network together now? to bring out the positive and have people um, bringing back the positive and, f and focusing on the positive of being here in Salt Lake? You know, um, I'll go back to my, my, my time in college, right? Um, I think a lot of people don't struggle. I mean, I, they, people don't really struggle with where they played. Um, I think generally they, they, they love it, right? Especially when you get drafted somewhere your first experience where you come and have success. I think we as athletes sometimes struggle with why we didn't succeed. Right? Mm -hmm. And then it's easier it to go great there. It's, 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 easier, it's easier to say the crowd or the coach or the organization. So one of my jobs is, is to really let people talk about it. And then we talk about and then try to figure out how to get around whatever is holding them back. You know, uh, I won't say any names, but one of my, uh, I, was, I was calling a guy from the University of Minnesota. He was like, well, Quincy, you know, when I played, you know, 
it was just this and the coach this and I said, hey, look, no offense, the coach is dead. If he comes back, we all got problems. Yeah. <laughs> but don't, Time to let it go. But don't come back because of some dead coach. Right. Right. So a lot of a lot of that is is where right. I feel like my job is, is try to eliminate whatever that barrier is, right? And if that is reconnecting with leadership, if that's, you know, getting a jersey, if that's um, coming back to a game. But the one thing that um, I think is the, the biggest helper for me is that folks have kids and they have grandkids. And when they get to a certain age, they really look at you and be like, you didn't really play. Right, like I gotta come back and prove to my family and these children and grandchildren exactly. that I was something. Exactly. Okay, so one thing that you've done in, along this line, so we're doing this great documentary and we, you've had to ask a lot of people, I know you and JP Chunga and others have been reaching Ooh. out to guys. <laughs> JP gets some credit because he's been working as you know what on. I know that guy. Um, but reaching out to a lot of former guys, and some guys are resistant. Some guys are, you know, don't want to be in the spotlight. Some guys don't want it to be about them. Some guys, you know, the burden or the hurdles that they're trying to get over. Yep. Tell me some fun stories of guys you've reached out to and huh. and the positives, you know, not necessarily the negatives, but guys that have been like, yeah, I want to talk about this. Or um, how have you wrangled all these guys for this great documentary? Oh, it's you talk about this documentary is isn't fun for me because as I'm getting older, I'm more and more of a story. So it has just been so great because of the things that you learned. Um, all the guys that I've had to talk with have been great. It really, our momentum for this documentary really started for All Star. And I have to give my boss, Lindsay Gardino, a lot of credit because she was like, I want to bring back all of our All Star. So that was my first initial conversation with our, like most of our top guys um and then from then on it's been this this constant i call it um being aggressive consistent aggressively without being like too aggressive like I, I try to stay in contact i try to find ways to touch them like at least every six every six months if not you know every three months and try to figure out some things and really trying to be creative in how we do it uh so the last couple of years have been really easy because, you know, we've had All-Star and we had 50th. Um, then we're trying to find some other ways to go. Um, we started a program where, you know, when we're in, uh, visiting, we ask guys if they want to come. And even if they say no, we're, it's still me texting them. It's still me saying, hey, how are you? I see you. What's going on? How, how are you doing? Um, and then that effect that you said about when guys hear that Quincy reached out, It, it goes on and, and goes on, and I and I just start to hear. I'm starting to get more requests from guys saying, "Hey, I heard you look such and such up with tickets." Yeah, it, it spreads through yeah. the network, the alumni so, network. He, hey, so they reached was, out to you. Yeah, yeah they're getting his tickets now. Um, yeah. So, stories on interviews. Uh, I, I don't have any really like crazy story. Well, I, I I got a couple, but it's been more so about learning the personalities. Right. Uh, like my guy AD, uh, Adrian Downing. He he is like one of the most hilarious guys that I know, but it's like short and quick. It's like uh, I call him the other day, and he's like, "No." I was like, "What, what do you mean, no?" He's like, "No, I, I can't call." Him. I was like, "Man, I thought we were better friends." He's like, "What do you mean better friends?" I was like, 
You didn't say hello. You didn't say how are you. You didn't. You didn't ask me how my day went. He's like, look, man, I don't. I, don't, I didn't know we needed to do all that that small talk. I said, but you, you can also make me feel good too. So interesting. And it's yeah. just that stuff like that. And then we want like, him to come back so bad. I don't know if Adrian Danley understands the love uh, yeah. that is still here for him. Does he understand that? After this doc series, uh, after this documentary, I mean, like, um, like that's probably one of the biggest things that shocked me of like how he really was kind of like the the brick in the foundation that really has built us to where we are now. Uh, Truck Robinson is another funny one. Uh, you get Truck going. He probably knows more facts, scenarios, secret stories, about anybody in the league from from his time, like like he just I don't I don't know what he does in his spare time, but I mean he he he's better than JP. Oh, I mean wow. he puts JP like he's doing all the research for us. I mean like Trek knows it all. He gave he gave JP some nuggets to give to other people, you know that you know that's special. That's good. Um, okay, speaking of nuggets, talk about John Stockton. I know he's had a unique relationship. Um, his statue's out front. He's going to be beloved here forever. You come in as a young player, yeah. and I and I think about, you know, your job as alumni relations. It kind of has to start when guys get here, when they get drafted, so that the feeling that they have towards you, the organization, is always there from the beginning. What was your feeling from the beginning, and you're and you're working out with John Stockton? Tell us that funny story. Well, um, you know, when it comes to now, so my role now. With, with the parent players is more just about being seen. So I don't necessarily interact with them, but it'd be seen. So, you know, John, everyone, everyone thinks that John is like unique. John is John. Like, like, like what y'all see from John is like, he's not trying to, to hide or anything like that. He's exactly who he is. There's no pretense. But you gotta know, you, you gotta get close enough to, to really know it. So it's kind of funny, like, like John, is John and Carl are the two hardest people to describe them because you describe them by calling them John and Carl. Like you, you gotta have that relationship to really, to describe them, you know? Um, but the, the, the story that you're talking about is, is that, so John had this really like unique way of doing conditioning. So he would run, literally run football routes uh, with someone in, the on the basketball court like do you have any idea why that would be conditioning yeah because you want to do stop and start and short bursts so you so basically you go and run and then they throw the ball and it's a sprint so then you so it's kind of like timing for the ball almost like a fast break right so what is a fast break go here boom you go you come back you circle you go you do that um and then we we've just kind of over one summer we just created this like this little relationship where we would just start running routes and you can think about um how to throw and the other guys would show up and it was like all right time to play and then we were out there like literally trying to guard each other one-on-one in this drill catching footballs so then that was kind of a that was a little deal that um it talked to john's competitiveness like he would turn anything into like a competitive deal so we were out there running routes and some guys would just like it's funny now when guys get, you know, juked and, you know, they go the other way, we just laugh. You know, it wasn't a thing back now, but now I, I'm pretty sure if 
if we had some video, I, I would be called Randy Moss because yeah, oh, the, little, okay, that was a little difficult to. to we will get the video and and we're gonna yeah. prove it if it's it really just, not. It just like I remember, I, I still have the phone that I have in Utah. It's like this little flip phone, and I know why I hated texting because you had to hit the button like twelve times to send something. And like a like was one 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 two 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 two. Yeah, you probably had one of those uh, never skytail. No, I always had to do the. the that's yeah. how old we are. Is we had to do that. You had a skytail pager, didn't you? Never had a pager. Skytail? No. Like the one that flipped over? No. If I Google you and find pictures, I never have one. Never is a long flip time. Phone where you, it took like twenty minutes to do one sentence. It's true. Where were you? Like nineteen, in the early two thousand. Were you not in New York? It mm -mm. was. It was huge. It was huge in New York. It was. It wasn't. It was the cool cities. Like I wasn't cool enough to have the pager. That was for cool people. We had the flip phone, like the, the Motorola flip phone that would take you twenty minutes to compose one sentence. Cause you know Brian, he had two of them here. When I remember, you know, like, so it, they they got here. They got here. They got here. I'm sorry, I wasn't cool enough. Um, but speaking about back in the day, so we we've talked about your job, why you're here. I'm not that. I'm not that. Why you keep saying back in the day? I want to be the one to. <laughs> It was back at 20, 21 years ago, Quincy. But, but, is that back? Um, I guess that's back in the day. Why is it even important to have alumni relations? So we, we circled all the way back yeah. why you're here, why it was created, why it's important, but why does the jazz need to bring back guys and make sure that that connectivity continues? You know, that, that part of it is why I'm so grateful um, because the jazz don't. And then they really, you know, to be honest, they don't have to bring YIs back. Um, they don't have to build a community to have alumni come back and to to give fans that nostalgia, to uh, help sell tickets, to help bring value to all the money that people spend on our brand. But we had an owner that it was important to him. And he uh, said it from pretty much the time that he got the team that like, I want to have guys come back. I want to have everyone that ever played in this organization to feel like they have a part here uh, to help us grow and help us to grow this brand. And and that's the reason why I'm here. So, um, and I think that's the, the special part about it because uh, we all know, and especially in sports, we know why the organization is that win is because the owner cares, the owner wants to win owners involved and then you know we have one and that's the reason why i'm here so it's been really cool to to just come back full circle and to um to see it when i did my research um you know i always talked about the the hiring uh how they hired the coach and how how different it was and how he wanted to do it and i was like okay that's pretty cool so i want to be a part of that all right quincy lewis building a home for everybody who's ever worn that note on their chest let's do it I like it. Welcome home. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been The Front Row. We'll be back again next week.